everyone has an idea of who Jesus is, but we want to help you know what the collection of scripture reveals about him. Right now, we are going through the Gospel of John and taking a look at what we can learn together. Join us at the metaphorical table as we get to know Jesus through the Bible. Welcome everybody again to the Jesus Table Podcast. My name is Elliot, I'm here with Dr. Nick, and we're looking at John, at the Gospel of John, and different sevens that are throughout the Gospel, if you will. Um, We finished looking at seven different titles that Jesus had in the first chapter of John that John attributes to Jesus, and now we're looking at seven different signs that Jesus does. Um, He did more than seven, but these are the seven that are recorded in John. Um, and we're looking at them one by one. In our last episode, we looked at the first one, how he turned water into wine, what all of that meant. Um, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. It was really good. And today we're looking at the second sign that is recorded here in the Gospel of John. That's the healing of the noble son. This is found in John chapter 4. And uh, well, before we go into it, and then I'll toss it to you, Doc, I'm going to read right. it real quick. It's... John 4, verses 46 through 54. And I'll just read it so we can all have a picture of what happens here. And then we'll talk about it. So John 4, 46 says this. Therefore he, being Jesus, came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. As he, was going, as he was now going down, his slaves met him, saying that his son was living. So he inquired of them the hour when he began to get better. Then they said to him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew it was at that hour in which Jesus had said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. This again is a second sign that Jesus performed when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. So... I guess let's start here. The first verse says that he he's again in the same place where we were uh, in last episode in the in, right. uh, in Cain of Galilee, and once again doing a miracle. But this time, yeah. it's not water; it's uh, healing. So, right. is that of any importance or uh, or anything? I think uh, for those of, of of our friends and listeners that didn't hear last week, I just want to do a quick, uh, I guess, recap. Uh, understanding John, what he's doing here. Uh, he, We mentioned uh, there are certain miracles that he writes about or certain things that he writes about that the others, uh, uh, the, uh, the synoptic Gospels, right? Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke uh, don't mention and vice versa. 
So uh, John again wrote his this his gospel was the last of the, of all of them. We don't know exactly how much he was familiar with the other gospels, you know, that were written, but he did he was familiar with some of them. So anyway, uh, all of that to say that here we see uh, something that he writes about, and I'd like to just underline one thing and explain one thing. Sometimes uh, people get uh, confused, I would say confused, or think that this is the same uh, story that was said about the nobleman or the centurion, you know, but there's a major difference, and there are different stories. Uh, first of all, the centurion asked Jesus to heal his servant. And here we have, and we'll discuss that, uh, a nobleman or someone who worked for most probably, in, in, and we'll get into that later, uh, a king, but it really wasn't a king, you know. But anyway, we have someone here, uh, so they're different people. And most probably he was Jewish, he was not a Gentile. As we know, the centurion obviously was a Gentile. Mm. But anyway, all of that to say that what's, what's important here is the healing and John's favorite theme, as we've mentioned so many times in all these episodes about the purpose why John wrote, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah. So mm -hmm. here we have again... Uh, a gentleman, we know he's a nobleman, so he was an official of the government, um, and uh, he he has a problem, he has a major problem, you know. He has a son uh, who is ill, and uh, he most probably heard about Jesus, Jesus was well known, and it's curious when, when you know, uh, sometimes when you hear people teach or preach, uh, it sounds like Jesus is rough, you know. He sort of chides people, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, he does that with the with the Pharisees. But usually he does it. And there's a little phrase here that I think it's it's important in verse 48. So Jesus said to him, "Unless this this is the ESV I'm reading from, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe." And when you look at this verse, if you don't really un look at it and in depth. And especially uh, the Greek, in, in Greek, and again, this is not a Greek class. We're not out to impress anybody, but there is a certain difference. There are certain languages, as you well know, Elliot, you speak Spanish also, and I do. You know, uh, the U in English, uh, you know, you, you, is written the same way, and it sounds the same, you know. But, for example, in Spanish and in the Greek, here the U is plural. So Jesus here is, Jesus said to him, but... It says, unless you, plural. So Jesus is not only speaking, addressing uh, this nobleman, but he's also addressing the people around him. You know, the Galileans. And let's not forget... Okay. Uh, uh, it's like not just you, right. the individual, right? Exactly. It's like, I guess in Texas... We'll Y'all. Y'all. We say y'all. Y'all. And you know what's yes, the plural so of y'all? Do you know what the plural of y'all is? You all, right? No, 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 no. The plural all, is all, all you all. all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've heard that too. All of y'all, I'm like, that's very redundant. But yes, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, we got to add a little bit of humor here anyway. So anyway, so here Jesus is not just saying that 
uh, to this gentleman. He's uh, saying it to the crowd that's there. And let's not forget in Galilee also, the great majority of mm -hmm. Jesus' ministry was spent up in Galilee. You know, the great majority of his time. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some people, uh, again, misconceptions as if Jesus hung out all the time in Jerusalem. And it really wasn't like that at all. So uh, Jesus is addressing his people, the people that know him. And, of course, Galilee, uh, as we've mentioned in other uh, episodes, uh, Galilee was a place that was looked down upon by, by the people from the capital, from Jerusalem, the main city, you know. They were sort of like country bumpkins, if I can use that phrase. So uh, mm. uh, at the same time, <laughs> Uh, you have Jesus from there, known from there, doing the majority of his ministry there, but yet many of them did not believe, as John later shows us in the gospel. So uh, Jesus is not only addressing the the uh, gentleman here, the nobleman, but he's also telling them, hey, unless if you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. And I I, I think we need to also discuss the fact that Signs and wonders are a part of the gospel, but it is not the gospel. Let me explain that a little bit. Uh, it's it's something. That's there good. are some people that believe, and and I and I respect these beliefs, but they believe that if uh, the Lord does a sign, people will automatically believe. You know, and it's not necessarily true. And the reason why I say this, I think both the New and the Old Testament. Uh, show times that God did miracles for his people. And some people hardened their hearts, you know, didn't believe or they try to find other ways. Right. But here, what Jesus is referring to is uh, the importance of believing in him. And uh, it's curious to note at the end, mm -hmm. uh, well, first of all, and we can, we can discuss that now too, uh, the father, after the miracle, right, uh, the father believes, it says very clearly, again, going back to John's theme, you know, that they may believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Christ. And also it says his household. Right. So That's the difficult. real purpose of this, again, whole story is that people believe in who Jesus is. And uh, I know we've said this many times, yeah. but uh, it's not that we forget or we, you know, we... We want to uh, sort of just repeat, but it's important that we believe, and we under we need to understand what it means to believe biblically. It's not just an emotion; it's believing in a person yeah. and his work. And that person, of course, is John. Makes it very clear from verse one: in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, right? Uh, was God. In other words, it's believing in the mm -hmm. person and work of Jesus Christ. So uh, I, that's what I find so fascinating yes, when we, in all our discussions, yeah. you know, because if if we don't understand the central point of this, we can go on rabbit trails, all sorts of rabbit trails, you know. But uh, the thought again that John wants mm -hmm. to point yeah. to is Jesus as uh, the Son of God. The word mm -hmm. sign, you know, a sign points to something. So these signs all point to the person who did the sign, mm -hmm. who is Jesus Christ, and That's his power cool. and his authority. The, the end of it here is, is not that is the healing, but at the end is, like it says, that he believed 
and his whole household believed. Exactly. And that, that again, is like the point of the story. That's, that is so good. And when Jesus is like telling him what you what you mentioned that he says, unless you now we know it's y'all, yeah. So unless y'all <laughs> see uh, miracles and signs, uh, you do not believe. Uh, my, the version I have, the NASB, it says, unless you people see signs exactly. and wonders, you simply do not believe. So I guess they added the word people there yeah. to make it clear. Exactly. But, but that's really good because I don't think other translations have that. Exactly. And no, then, no, and I um, like that when you he, read that right here. I wouldn't. Yeah. I think that was good, but he, I wonder how he said it, if he was a little bit sad when he said it, if he was slightly annoyed, or if he was just like, it is the way it is, you know, but either way, I think it's out of love and compassion yeah. that he just wants these people to not miss out on the whole point, yeah. you know, and not make these signs the point. He wants to remind them that this is not the point of the gospel. At the end of the day, it's supposed to be that they find life and turn life in him. Like, like you said, the purpose of John is, um, and, and this, this, Right there, a contrast between unless you people see with your eyes, you know, you will not believe. And it's it's throughout everywhere. In John 20, you know, he tells Thomas, right. uh, blessed are those you've seen and therefore you believe. But blessed are those who believe without seeing. Exactly. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the assurance of things not seen. And there it is, the contrast again. Or Second uh, Corinthians 5 where it says we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, this contrast between seeing and believing is then, you know, exactly. throughout the whole New Testament, I guess you could say. Um, and then, I guess, going back to one thing, he said that he had heard about Jesus. And that means, like you said, people were, were sharing it. This is part of the good news, I guess, sure. that we get to do in Romans 10. You know, how people believe unless they hear the right. good news of Jesus, right? But here, he doesn't just hear about him. He gets to have this encounter right. exactly <laughs> going no. back to our series and cameras the but yeah i think going so going back a little bit the you said that he was a real official that he was a, a jew under herod most um, probably yeah but then he herod antipas most probably, you know who was uh the son of herod king okay. herod you know or herod the great uh he was his son he had a number of sons and he was a tetrarch he was the one that oversaw galilee so uh, it was another Herod. And sometimes, mm -hmm. again, when you think of, you know, you read scripture and if you don't do the background and study some of those things, you think it's the same Herod, but it's not the same Herod. That's why I think it's so important what we're doing. And, you know, we invite people after our podcast for them to study on their own and, and dig deeper. You know, sometimes, as we've so many times said, we haven't had enough time to really hit everything. And that's what hopefully some of the uh, hearers are going to be uh, doing on their own. You know, it'll spark a little bit of uh, curiosity or wonderment, wondering, you know. So uh, that's that's why this podcast, you know, we want people to be in the Word. And then what, one thing I wanted to point out um, mm -hmm. was interesting is that the, the, the nobleman asks him to come with him. You know, yeah. the nobleman says, sir, come down before my child dies. And he doesn't. Jesus doesn't go. Instead, he just That's says true. it. Yeah. He says, "Go, your son lives." And this is a you 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 were uh, sharing the difference between this story and the story of the centurion. Right. And the centurion story, um, it's different because he the centurion doesn't ask him to come. He actually right. says, "Don't come." You know, right. just just say the word. Because so here he's asking him to come. But I wonder why Jesus didn't go. Because there's other stories where Jesus right. 
does go, you know, where he says, sure, I'll go with you. And he walks all the way and then he prays for them or whatever. But here, I guess Jesus can do whatever he wants, right? He heals and does miracles in different ways. Uh, and this time he doesn't go, he just says it. Yeah. And I wonder if he did it to kind of test him, to test his faith or to encourage his faith. You know, you I could think say, it's very possible. To, and uh, he was he responded in a very positive manner in that he obeyed Jesus, you know. And uh, again, I mean, mm -hmm. we can speculate and say, well, Jesus had an appointment in a half hour or, or whatever, you know. But yeah, uh, he's too busy. Yeah, he was too busy, or he he was going somewhere else, etc. But what is amazing again, uh, the whole theme of believing, uh, it says very clearly in that verse that he believed. You know, Jesus just said the word, and uh, the the gentleman believed, and uh, I, that that's the bottom line. And uh, believing also has to. I know we're saved by faith. Please don't anyone here saying think that we're saying we're not saved by faith in grace, you know. But our our believing has to be demonstrated or is demonstrated by how we behave, how we respond to God, right. you know. So uh, it's mm -hmm. curious, you know. Yeah, he said, come on, Jesus, come with me, you know. And Jesus didn't say <laughs> no, you know. But he says, uh, Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. In other words, he says, don't worry about it, mm -hmm. your son's okay. And I love the way John writes this, and, and he's, he, he sort of confirms everything with the servants when they come. And it, it, verse 51, and as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. Uh, it's just, again, how the Lord uh, was obeyed uh, by this gentleman, and his faith, it, it's like the ten lepers, I think it's in hmm. Luke, you know, when he told them, show yourself to the priest, and they go, and as, as, as they went, they were healed, you know, and it's something very similar here, yeah. you know, Jesus says the word, the guy obeys, and here we have the servants coming and saying, you know, your son is healed, and on top of it, John tells us, you know, he was healed at the seventh hour. And uh, maybe for some of our friends, it's it's important for us to realize and understand that the seventh hour uh, isn't 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. Uh, normally, uh, the first hour of the day, well, the Jews, at 6 a.m. was the first hour. So here we have, wow. for example, when Jesus dies, it says in the ninth hour, you know, which was approximately 3 p.m. So at 6 a.m. is okay. the first hour. So if you add 7 to that, uh, it would be at 1 p.m. So this was approximately yeah. 1 p.m., you know, uh, when uh, Jesus healed. Uh, well, he healed, but he also told the Father, he said, go. And uh, the servants confirmed that. And I think with signs and wonders, it's very important that we have that confirmation. And I say that because, tragically, sometimes there have been charlatans or people who have faked things like mm -hmm. that. And sadly enough, it does happen. Mm -hmm. It happened in the past and it happens today, you know. So we need that confirmation. And I think here we see John confirming not only the hour, but also the result of what had happened through the mouths of the servant. And uh, when the Lord, you know, sovereignly uh, heals someone today, I think we need to show confirmation 
because sometimes there's goodwill or mm. intentions and people say I've been healed and we've heard of stories they've passed away or not healed and then uh, that also does a lot of damage so uh, right yeah that's that's true the fruit of the truth yeah. right just like our faith requires then yeah. evidence yeah if it really is genuine faith and trust yeah. and if it's really God moved then we'll see the praise fruit the Lord exactly um, that's great and that's so interesting to see about the the same hour <clears throat> and I think that was to make sure that we he gave Jesus the honor and glory because I think what could have easily happened is that he comes home, his son is healed, and he's like, huh, that was a weird coincidence. Maybe it wasn't what Jesus said. Maybe exactly. um, he just got better, you know. But to to know that it was the exact hour, I think, confirmed for him it was Jesus' words that spoke it. Because I've, I think I've seen so many people get healed sometimes when we pray. Or we're, let's say we're praying for someone to get healed of a sickness, right? But at the same time, we're giving them medicine because, you know. Right. You don't need to do either or. It could be you know you're praying right. and you're also giving the medicine. You're you're applying wisdom, right? But you're you're but you're still believing for God to heal mm-hmm. this person, and then they get better. And I've seen so many people be like, "Oh, it must have been that medicine that exactly. kicked in," or uh, you know, uh, which could have been, or, or it was like, "Oh, I know what it was." And and so next time someone else gets sick with the same thing, we're like, "Here, take this medicine because that's what healed yeah. them." And instead of saying, "Wait." Was it the medicine or was it Jesus? Because we were also praying throughout this whole time. But we can so easily attribute the healing to uh, medicine or to coincidence or to our own rest or something else, right? And I think we're quick to do that sometimes. We're quick to give something else the glory, if you will. That's very good, yeah. um, The honor. And here, there was no doubt and i think john that's why he says it was the same exact time jesus spoke like don't even think it was like just coincidence or <laughs> anything else it was jesus who, yeah. who did this and uh and i think again for the purpose of him believing right because first he says that he believes his words like when jesus says go your son lives the man believed the word that jesus spoke so there's a difference between that belief that says he believed the word that jesus spoke and then at the end of the passage it says um that uh where is it jesus that he that he believed and his whole house will believe so this time it wasn't just him believing the word that jesus spoke but now putting his faith in jesus the person and who he when who he was you, you know, know well I mean? you just remind me of something as a matter of fact it was uh in these days 15 years ago 2000 and well 14 years 14 years ago 2009 uh, i hemorrhaged uh, 70 to 80 percent of all the all the blood in my body I, and uh, the Lord sovereignly healed me exactly exactly like the woman with the issue of blood and I have this all documented but the reason why I say that is because the doctors before they were supposed to do a surgery on me and the doctors before that they shared, you know, they didn't know what, you know, I was just hemorrhaging. I was, I would get a blood transfusion and my body would, uh, wouldn't, you know, I, I just hemorrhage again, the, the whole thing. And uh, the day before, the surgeon comes in with part of her team and she tells me we're going to operate tomorrow, but we don't know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, it was very, uh, I mean, it wasn't looking good. The next day, 6 a.m. in the morning, the, the, the surgeon comes in with her whole team, you know, and she says, we don't know what happened, but uh, you've stopped, you've stopped bleeding. And one of the, 
people that were with with the surgeon, he came in and says, well, sometimes, you know, the body just heals itself, you know? And it's exactly what you're saying. Because, you know, 24 hours before, I mean, I was literally dying. I was literally dying. And, the, wow. you know, the surgeon said, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on. But we have to operate. We have to find out. Otherwise, you will die. And here you have this... This uh, mm-hmm. this medical person coming in and just very lightly saying, well, you know, sometimes the body heals itself. And I didn't think of it at the moment, but I later thought to myself, I said, you know, it's strange that that person would say that because 24 hours before, they didn't have a clue of what's going on. So the same happens here, you know, and yeah. uh, Jesus does get all the glory. Yeah. And he continues to heal today because he did that very sovereignly. Uh, I was healed instantly, just like that woman. I was told that uh, uh, it would take roughly three to six months for my hemoglobin to go up to normal numbers. Less than a week later, my hemoglobin was at, at the right number. And 10 days later, I was on a plane to Guatemala to yes, preach. Sir. So again, God does does do it. <laughs> you know, God continues to do it. Yeah. And it was it yes, was 14 years ago this That's week, awesome. as a matter of fact. I just looked at the calendar, yep. So I thank the Lord for that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Same Jesus. Yep. Same Jesus. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's great. And I think that's a good note. Well, I, think, I think it's a good place to... Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Doc. Yeah. Um, this is who Jesus is, and... Um, and I enjoyed going through this this second miracle with you. Um, we'll, we'll see you all next time. We're going to go through the third uh, sign that Jesus uh, that Jesus uh, miracle that Jesus uh, did here in John in our next episode. Yep. Um, but I, we want to invite you to join us reading John and uh, and keep diving into the Word with us. And God bless you. We'll see you all next time. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Table podcast. We pray that these conversations are a blessing for anyone seeking to know who Jesus is and for those seeking to know him even more.